0: Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. we got it all together now, gang. The Fonz. His doggy name, Mr. Cool and the Good Group. One flaky time machine. And a future chick named a Cupcake.
1: Whoa, whoa. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast, Joe. Taking a break from G.I. Joe. Look, we did two episodes of Deke-era G.I. Joe in a row. We did The Sword, we did El Dorado and the City of Gold, and we probably even did them in the correct order. Who even knows at this point? What I know right now is this is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am to Canis What just happened? <laughs> what are your names?
2: I don't i remember
1: <laughs> oh this is gonna be a this is gonna be like pulling teeth this week isn't it chan <laughs>
2: <laughs> this has been a, this has been a weird week and i yes, think we last is. recorded what like two and a half months ago uh, i'm don't not clear
3: tell people
2: oh it Quar- could be any time chan quarantine no for reals like quarantine has made me loopy and i don't remember when we recorded last it could well have been yesterday <laughs> and it's just all a blur
1: i'm fairly certain it was like three weeks ago <laughs> Because mean- I'm recording,
2: I'm recording a bunch of different podcasts, and all of them involve what? No faces, just just voices. I just have voices in my head now.
3: Wait, well, so that's, that's no change. The Fonz and the Happy Days gang didn't get you out of your slump.
2: I can't imagine anything being made better by this cartoon. <laughs> Nothing.
1: Well, fine. Since you won't tell us who you are, I'm just going to move forward, Robert Clark Chan and Gina Ippolito, and we're talking about the Fonz and Happy Days gang. Now, this is a show, I'll be honest, I did not know existed. Same. It is.
2: Yeah, I only is... knew about it by, by research. Like, I was looking yeah. for other stuff, and I was like, what is this? Yeah. And then I looked, and I was like, oh, my God, it gets weirder, because- Yeah. yeah. Y- like, yeah, like, the Fonz from Happy Days. Why would you make that into a cartoon? But okay, that's fine. Uh, I I do have a recollection of the Fonz, even though I didn't like the show, because, like, why would you? I'm like, you know, like a a five-year-old kid. Like, why would I care about, like, the 50s? That's dumb. Uh, So, like, there's that. But the Fonz, like, that guy was cool. And even as a little (laughs) kid, I was like, uh, I didn't really understand the concept, but I just kind of knew, like, oh, that dude's cool. And if I saw that cartoon, there's a good chance I'd be like, Okay, yeah, this makes sense. Um, but then this, the, then they give him a talking dog, and okay. he goes in a time machine.
1: Okay, let me Why? let me. Let me Jane, you're getting ahead of it. Let me, let me let me let me break it down for the people at home who maybe are a little bit younger than us and Wait. don't have any fr- frame of reference. Yes, Gina.
3: Can I just say that I looked this up on when when I got sent the title, I looked it up on Wikipedia before doing anything, before even watching it. And the sure. first line of Wikipedia says that it's a sci-fi comedy.
1: That is correct.
3: And and I was like, I similarly to Chan was like, what the hell are you talking about? Because Happy Days was just a high school comedy set in the 50s.
2: It was that 70s show, but in the 70s. So it was that 50s show.
3: Yeah. It, yeah. That's a That's an apt description. And then I was like, okay. Yes, I get that whoever pitched this cartoon, which by the way, they got all the original voices for, which I thought was impressive.
2: That is blowing my mind.
3: Yeah, but I I get that like they pitched this show and they said it's a happy days cartoon. And then the suits probably said, uh, how do you how do you make it like more kid friendly? And then someone said, Talking dog? And then they said, great, love it. They did this a lot. I feel like the Mork and Mindy cartoon also had that weird dog thing.
2: I could hang with the dog. The dog makes sense.
3: Yeah, yeah. and But also, by the way, this was what they did with literally every, hey, here's an adult comedy. Let's make it animated. How do we do that? Throw in a talking dog. Like yeah, I, like I, every
2: single time. Porky's yeah. the animated series is that a little talking pig. And that was great.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I feel like any time this happened sure again, can. like M- with Mork and Mindy, it was they had that that thing that was like an alien dog that they threw mm-hmm. in as like, a, OK, now it's a kid's show. But yeah, this went one weird, weird step further. And I'm not going to lie. I didn't. I don't hate it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you, Gina, you, you should have just lied. I mean, maybe for the best. Look, you just don't
1: tell the truth. I don't.
3: Here's the thing: happy days and Fonzie, great. Talking dogs, great. Plucky uh, future witches, great. Stir that up in a soup, you might not get everything you want.
1: (laughs) Or indeed, (laughs) the taste is there, even if the texture isn't.
3: (laughs) Exactly.
2: Uh, no.
1: So I mean, we've been kind of talking around it a little bit. Let me just break it down for the young people. So yes, to what Gina just said, very very well. Actually, I say actually as if I wasn't expecting it. I was.
3: <laughs> that that dumb dumb that dumb dumb <laughs> did a good job this time.
1: <laughs> I mean, I mean, first off, great job, Chan. But, <laughs> uh, but you know, happy days was a show in the 1970s to about the 1950s. Gina, I think that uh, comparing it to that 70s show was spot on. That's exactly that what part it was. was changed. Oh, that was Chan. Jesus. Who are you people? This is why I need you to say your names at the beginning of the show.
2: (laughs) I now regret that.
1: Um, But no, I think all of this was fantastic. So in Happy Days, like what they did at this time period, this is 1981, is they took every popular show, uh, you know, sitcom, uh, basically Mork and Mindy, Laverne and Shirley, even Happy Days, and they turned them into animated uh, sitcoms, animated shows for the kids at home to enjoy on Saturday mornings. So when they did this with Happy Days, you you basically took Fonzie, the cool guy, you gave him a dog, like like they said, uh, Mister Cool, the talking dog. Mister
2: Cool, Mister Cool, <laughs> what the fuck?
1: Also, by the
3: way, super weird looking dog.
1: It's a weird looking dog, like yeah. he
3: is just a weird, lumpy, strange strange looking thing also he's not cool (laughs) oh he wants to be though he wants to be
2: that's the irony there are levels to this thing man there's levels you also have it's like peeling an onion and it feels the same way too like hurts your eyes (laughs) and you want to not ever do this ever again
3: (laughs) but he does Um, the dog the cool dog knows enough to at least mimic fonzie like the cool dog's like hey yeah
1: Yeah, but he's not cool when he does it. So, I mean, don't do it.
3: Uh, Excuse me. If I came over to your house and your dog greeted me with a, you're telling me I wouldn't immediately say that's the coolest dog I've ever seen? If it was Mr.
1: Cool, you would not. You would be like, what is this monster?
2: I want to stress that as a young child, I thought that A was ridiculously cool. And as an adult, I can't even fathom <laughs> how that came to be. But I do remember sticking both thumbs up and kind of kicking back a little bit and going, Hey. Oh, yeah.
3: Still oh, cool. I remember that. Yeah. I, th- I still I do still it. think it's cool. Yeah.
1: So you take those characters. Uh, also, Richie, uh, which is director Ron Howard, of all people.
3: Ron and was
2: it- fucking Howard, Ron Howard. Is the voice
3: first of all that he was actor ron howard before he was director ron howard so it's not crazy
2: yeah well no someday i'm gonna get to interview him and it's not gonna be for his whatever like 800 million dollar movie that he's making (laughs) it's gonna be about this
3: i i here's the thing i bet he would love it he seems like a lovely man and i bet if someone brought this up he would be like oh yeah mr cool what a what a great cartoon
1: uh, also, is it, is it? Who's the other person? Is that Chachi? Who is no, that? No,
3: you shut your mouth. Joanie That's loves Ralph Chachi. Mouth.
1: Oh, Ralph Malf. Excuse me, with the real Ralph Malf, not a famous director, um, who's uh, basically the rube of the show. He is the Chachi. buffoon. Chachi,
3: Give me a break. <laughs> Chachi's a so- Trump supporter now.
1: Oh boy! Uh, so you have these set of characters from Happy Days. You now put them on a uh, dimension hopping time machine and pair them with an, an, uh, uh, an what is it? An alien lady from the future. Her yeah, name?
3: Who, who can do is magic?
2: Cupcake.
3: Her name is and Cupcake.
2: She, she is. Uh, um, I mean, I guess she wants to bone Fonzie. That's what first we need to know. Wait, here's oh, the thing. Yeah. I
3: couldn't tell. Is she a child? I'm gonna uh, assume yes, because that adds a layer of strangeness. I- I'm assuming she's supposed to be the same age as they are, but I would they hope but so. they make her look pretty young. But I think sure. she's supposed to be a teen.
2: Yeah, probably. I think it's the weird it's pigtails
1: okay. not doing her any favors.
3: Yeah, uh, that's. Yeah.
2: I love that because that's future hair. They're like, future. okay, come up with a design <laughs> for someone from the 25th century, and like, gotcha. Uh. Stick her hair out. What? Yeah. Yeah. They didn't even
3: try to like princess Leia her or anything. They could have, they could have come up with something. It's a cartoon. They could have literally drawn anything.
1: Well, you've seen those 1960s sci-fi movies, teenagers from outer space and what have you that air on mystery science theater. We're not too far removed from that era of this is what the future looks like. I mean, uh, even in back to the future, remember everybody's wearing like puffy silver spacesuits. you know,
2: the Jetsons. The Jetsons was long before this. They have no excuse. Uh, didn't the
1: Jetsons do this <laughs> hairstyle at one point? I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, I,
3: what well, I feel like isn't isn't Judy Jetsons. Is it? Oh, she has a, just a regular ponytail, just I guess.
1: one up in the back. Yeah, um, we haven't even like started with this episode yet. We're like ten minutes into this episode. We don't
2: need to go. We don't need to <laughs> talk about this. It gets at all, crazier
1: because I to think be fair, this there's might not much be the f- to it. This might be the finale of the entire one season
2: show. It is we- not. It, it is, is not. Episode okay. 11 of 20. Oh, also, okay. also, just know that I didn't pick the one where they go back to the Ming Dynasty. Oh, because Chan, we I don't right think I could have handled that. <laughs> when
1: it we exists, finish though, watching all the G.I. Joe, I think we have to turn around and do a The Fonz and Happy Days Gang podcast. Yeah, you think?
3: Wait, so they 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 always so this is it's sort of like Sliders if it was all happy days and also there's a magical alien.
1: Yes. So this particular episode which is called Gone with the Wand.
3: Great title they, by the way. Great
1: title. They go back to the uh time a medieval time of King Arthur, Merlin the wizard and dragons to do stuff. It it, it I don't really. I, there's a lot. There's a lot of unanswered questions in this episode. That's all I'm, I'm going to say.
3: I'm pretty sure. Isn't this? Isn't this the Dark Knight Rises?
1: This because is in fact they, the exact they, point for point Dark Knight Rises.
3: Yeah, because they keep talking about the Dark Knight. Yeah. Uh, so I just assumed this was the source material for. Also,
2: Tom Hardy did uh, do the voice for the Dark Knight in this. So
1: got it. Makes sense. Got
3: it. By the way, Frank Welker, one of these voices, I saw at the end.
2: Yes,
1: he is. I'm assuming he's the voice of the dog because that's his jam. He is.
3: Oh, okay. Is. Okay.
1: If you see if you see some sort of talking animal, it is about a 98% chance <laughs> it's Frank Welker just of this era especially. Um, okay. So the uh, opening the opening credits Chan, what do you feel? What made what what, what I, did it make you feel?
2: Well, first off, I'm interested that it starts off with the pre- preview like, hey, here's what's going to happen in this episode today. Oh, scary dragon, huh? Unbelievable action, uh, which is uh, kind of cute. Uh, And also, I'm glad they don't do that anymore because it's dumb.
3: (laughs) Yeah, but you can see how for little kids, they would be like, holy crap, there's a dragon. I got to see this episode. Wait a minute, yeah.
1: what do you mean they say they don't do that anymore? If I remember right, like every episode of the reboot of Battlestar Galactica gave you like a <laughs> snapshot thing that's of everything true. that was about to happen in the episode, <laughs> but it happens in rapid fire with no context. But you do see the entire episode in the first 10 seconds of the episode.
3: But that's Here's because I knew people like you, Ray, would get confused by what was going on. Oh, so I, knew knew needed- <laughs> I knew this was coming today. I knew
1: this I knew you're somebody was going to bring it up.
3: You needed it driven into your head as much as possible.
2: <laughs> I I just want, I, I want to take away the narration, take away all the dumb music or whatever, go ahead and keep the visuals, then just have like in the background, just like just the, the, the uh, yeah, staccato like drums but... going the whole time. Then I'm into it. Yeah.
1: Okay. Watch. Somebody out there, give us a recut, please. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Okay, so we open up, and they're driving their spaceship through the time stream, and it looks like they're going to crash.
2: Oh, by the way, um, I'm for the credits explaining all of this, because it is fucking bananas, (laughs) Uh, but to the point where, like, I honestly don't want to know any of it anymore, so I'd rather it just be scrubbed entirely.
1: Uh, Fair enough. The only thing this show is missing is a cold open.
2: (laughs) Sure.
3: Uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. Uh, I mean, so they're exactly going to crash. You. They're going to crash in the Middle Ages and this is where we see a wizard and a lord who is Merlin and King Arthur. Uh also, we learn uh yes.
2: cupcake like th- her thing is like, "Oh, she's got the uh the the uh slang terms that all of the the young kids do, but it's in the future." Uh that's her gimmick and she just great grinds that thing into the ground like cosmic (gasps) comets galactus Uh uh gumballs and fucking just (laughs) on and on and i'm like i don't want to i don't want to have to say this to a woman because i feel like uh she doesn't get much to say anyway and you know like obviously uh wow the the Bechtel test just gets set on fire in this thing but um uh shut up just (laughs) shut up i'm sorry what I, I don't thought her hear. gimmick
1: was that she now is it magic or is it science that we don't understand so it appears as magic, uh, like Arthur C. Clarke talked about well, because she oh it's yeah. always performing these spells uh, especially in conjunction with Merlin but her spells are fucking terrible they don't yeah. work
3: they I do mean, the opposite but here's the thing it's actually it's actually kind of a clever construct I will I will I will defend it for a moment because. Especially when you're writing stuff, if you have a character who can sort of do anything, you are oh. constantly trying to find ways to make it so that they can't do their thing that they do well. You so mean they-
2: like the fawns? Uh,
3: well, I mean, I, well, I was we'll get to that. I was unclear about what his powers were in this, but oh, they not. are limitless. <laughs> yeah, these
2: <laughs> fucking bronco busts a dragon but I don't, who is a hundred times his size but yes, he's not he
3: supposed does. to be magic he's just supposed to be cool and but he also is a he's also
1: a master of technology because he could fix the time machine with parts from the middle ages
3: but she but this this girl they they gave her this like they gave her these magic powers and then i'm gonna guess quickly realize. oh if she can magic them out of any situation, they're never going to be in any real danger. So they just made her shitty at it. So like her spells don't work her, you know, like it's it's they have unintended I be, consequences.
2: I would be OK with that, except as previously stated, the Fonz is omnipotent. Yes, <laughs> he's he literally he lit. I, I don't know if you saw it in the intro, but literally uh, the the time machine is broken. Uh he does this thing. He does this thing on happy days. Oh the jukebox he, thing. He, yeah. yeah, he elbows the jukebox and it turns on and like and he can do that with like um other devices Anything. I believe.
3: Everything. Uh, yeah, he this... he I think he did it. He, he no, he did it on the show. I think he he would, you know, hit something and and yes. he's he's so this, cool that he makes it work.
2: This crashed time machine from the 25th century
3: <laughs> powered by
2: magic and or science is broken. And he elbows it, and it turns back on. So he is the reincarnated uh, Christ return well, to us.
1: Couldn't you just argue that he's a technomancer? Doesn't that make just a lot more sense?
2: A technomancer could not bronco bust a dragon. <laughs> I mean, that's like, here's a, He has s- his... Po- he's fucking Silver Age Superman is what he is. He oh, has boy. whatever powers are required Why
1: would that why would Chan, why would that reference be fresh in your memory? He
3: doesn't do anything out of the ordinary with the dragon. He just gets him to direct his flame.
2: No, he beats the shit out of him, and the smoke goes up, and when it goes away, he has tied the dragon up with his own tail.
3: Wait, is that after the dragon busts the Yes? Like, because what I remember is the dragon breathes fire on the rock, busts a hole in it, and then the dragon's head is stuck through
2: it. No, it's way before that. Yeah, so basically,
1: they get out of the time machine- and uh uh ralph mouth doesn't want to leave and they're oh, like yo yeah. there's a giant dragon out here and he's about to destroy the time machine so they get ralph mouth to leave the time machine yeah, and then yeah, the dragon yeah. like sits on it and just d- just evaporates it just it's gone there is no yeah. more time machine which seems like a pretty big deal but everybody's taking it very well <laughs> <laughs> um and so then yeah as as, as chan says the fons. uh Uh, jumps on a tree and like swings up in the air and then full on does an X-Pac 1999 style Bronco Buster on the dragon and then beats the shit out of him, like beats him, beats him senseless. Uh, At which point the dragon leaves and Arthur and Merlin, you say, Hey, what's up?
3: Yeah. Which also I I appreciate that, you know, like in, in, if I remember the Disney movie correctly, this sort of is like Merlin was kind of, you know, uh, 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 frazzle headed. What's what's the what's the word I'm looking for?
1: I think frazzle headed uh, was was what you meant. Yes,
2: <laughs> uh, a boom scoot, <laughs> uh, or or no no maybe you're thinking of a chitty bung. Uh Merlin is a bit of a chitty bung.
3: My brain's not working. He's 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 scatterbrained. <laughs> oh boy,
1: <laughs> uh,
2: I got bad news, Gina. Wow. <laughs> Wow! I just
3: had a mini stroke.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, Been no, Gina, that was not a mini. That was not, that was that was too, full, too blown.
3: full blown. <laughs>
1: um. So Merlin says I could fix your time machine, and they're like, "Yo, sweet." So Merlin, who apparently also sucks at magic, instead yes. turns the time machine into a tree. Yeah, that's it. He turns it into a tree.
3: At least it's safe. But yeah, again. They, they obviously, he can't be great at it or he would just turn it back to normal and they would, they would leave.
1: Yeah. I guess the part that really, (laughs) yeah, go ahead.
3: No, I mean, it does make for some fun. I feel like, I feel like someone in the pitch room said, I feel like someone in the pitch room probably said, what's better than one shitty magician, two (laughs) shitty magicians, because they can both be shitty together. Uh, and you know, they they sort of bounce around their crappy music, their crappy magic at each other
1: and their music, you know, one from the 26th <laughs> century, the other from medieval times, not the, uh, time period, the restaurant. Yes. Um, my favorite thing about the part that made me go, okay, what are we watching is that Merlin turns the time machine that's been busted into a tree. And then Fonz is like, yo, I just need to get a couple of parts from town and I can totally fix this. What the fuck are you talking about?
3: (laughs) He he used to work on his motorcycle on the show. Oh, okay.
1: Excuse me. He worked (laughs) on his motorcycle so he can turn a broken time machine from the 25th century that has been turned into a wooden tree. And all he needs is just a couple spare transistors from the medieval castle. And he could put that thing right back together again. This all tracks. What was I
3: thinking?
0: Oh, whoa. Looks like the time machine needs a little body work. Well, I can handle it, but I need my tool.
2: I need my tool.
1: Needs a his tool. His tool, nerves I can tell, is his hip and his elbow. It's all, he just sort of rams into things, and they work. He's
2: hes going to fuck that time machine.
1: That's what I'm getting at. 100%. Yes. Um, okay, so they go to the castle, and uh, we meet uh, the Dark Knight as Gina alluded to earlier. Uh And uh, he throws a net over them and then challenges King Arthur to a joust. And he says, the rules are, if I joust you and I defeat you in a joust, King Arthur, I am now king of the kingdom. And if you don't show up, uh, surprise, surprise, uh, and you don't show up for this uh, challenge, I also win the kingdom. And I'm like, those are some pretty shitty-ass rules.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, if this really was a rule... Every single day, this dude would have to joust someone. That's (laughs) what I'm saying. Every day, someone would come and be like, I'm going to play you for your kingdom now. Yeah.
1: What (laughs) happens when he goes out of town for a a sales conference? Like, (laughs) he comes back with the Black Knight sitting on his throne, you know? It's just like, yo, I just, I needed to find out how to sell widgets. What are you you talking about? Not that, you know, I know what that's about. There's also, I have it here just to do a sound poll because there's a solid gag about prom night and I was just hoping Chan might pull it for us. I just have it marked as a solid gag and I, th- and I appreciated it. I don't care if it's the prom night. You know what a net
0: like this does to my
1: hair. Yeah, I like that. He says, I you know, I don't care about the dark night. I don't care if it's the prom night. I'm, I'm into it. That's a good bit.
3: Yeah. that's
1: I'm fine with it. Here's the deal. Great job, the Fonz and Happy Days gang in the episode Gone with the Wand. You gave me something to hang on to. <laughs> um so uh, they they need to get back to the castle and so uh, and, the, and they're being menaced by the the, the dark by Batman. Let's just call him Batman the rest of the episode. That's fine. Uh-huh. Uh the Dark Knight. And so Cupcake From sucks Tom at Hardy. magic. She sucks at magic. I have no wheels on the 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 carriage they're attempting to roll in. So they need Merlin to do good magic and then fly them to the castle because this time he gets it right. Uh-huh. Sort we of. get to the we get to the castle and 2
3: seconds blows, into the he, castle
2: he, he creates yes. a balloon like a bubble that pops and it goes flying around like a balloon
3: by the way this this chick shoots rainbows is that is that is that always what she does like but the rainbows are different that's just how they animate her magic is that she's she's
2: an she's an early pride icon um (laughs) that gay animators that were sneaking things in you know
1: Oh, I thought you meant like pride in this world didn't exist until the 25th century. And I'm just like, boy, it took him a long time. That's unfortunate. Um, okay, so we get in the castle and two seconds in Fonz is is got like six ladies like wanting to bang him. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And then and, and m- then the gross, uh, uh, I think Ralph Malfe says, oh, maybe they'll get sick of him and we can get some other runoff.
1: Yo, maybe some of them will get tired of the crowd and go for us instead. Yeah, I mean, that by is by the way, Mr. Cool
3: during while this crowd of, of hot medieval ladies is, is crowding around the Fons, Mr. Cool is trying to pile dive into them. Yes,
2: uh, he does motorboat at least one lady in this. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm not, I don't know what he's trying to do, but he's trying to, like. it looks like he's jealous. Because he's in love with the Fonz, is what it looks like. It looks oh. like he's he's like, get out of the way, ladies, like stop crowding my man. Cause he's just trying to stick his snout in between them and he's getting pissed at the women.
1: Interesting. So you don't think it's because you think it's it's a romantic thing? You don't think he just wants the Fonz's attention and find like a child would and finds you know, because my two-year-old, if me and my wife have try to have a conversation, and the two-year-old's not involved in the conversation, she just runs in between us and starts screaming. I'm
3: going to tell because your we're not talking you, to her. I'm going to tell your wife that you just compared your daughter to a talking dog.
1: Um, a magical, cool talking dog. I think it's fine. Thank you. But I'm just wondering I mean, if it's I, kind of the same thing.
2: I'm I'm fine calling my two-year-old a talking dog. Equating <laughs> to that, fine, it's fine. It it seems it's about right. It's,
1: don't worry about it. Uh, Okay, so by the way, I forgot to mention, King Arthur got captured by the evil Black Knight. So the idea is that he's going to hold King Arthur in a dungeon, and he won't be able to show up for the joust. And then, again, these rules are terrible. I would just think, like, well, actually, I'm the king, so I'm going to change the rules. That's not how things work anymore, or really should never have worked at all. Start there. Um, But they got a crystal ball in the dungeon where they're holding King Arthur, where he's being menaced. And I'm wondering why he didn't just kill him.
2: Uh... Oh. For the same reason that yeah uh he the whole plan was to put him in it. it's a kids cartoon no i <laughs> want more murder to make it I as convoluted as possible no but i did honestly i thought he should have just killed him uh and why i was very irritated by the whole thing
3: look yeah, at how look
2: at your end goal
3: but i do think it's probably because he wanted to torture him like he wanted he wants to starve him for a little bit he wants to yeah i think he wants to keep him alive so he can see I, I just did this to your kingdom. Uh, uh, Look,
2: if he had done that, if he was like, I, this is for vengeance, I'm not trying to uh, make a power play. I, you know, you uh, screwed over my family or something like that. And I want to, wa- I want you to watch Camelot burn. Uh, I would be into that. That's not what's happening here. He's just, I want Camelot. And so I'll I'll lock you up in a dungeon, your own dungeon. that can be easily found out. Yeah, you also have
1: a very high level magic user, uh, you know, who can teleport. So maybe this is just not a good plan. Maybe I would say right now that the Dark Knight doesn't deserve the throne because he's not a very effective strategist.
2: He is not the hero that we need, but he (laughs) is the one that we uh, real quick. uh, The dog falls into the well and.
3: Yeah, when he's trying to drink out of the bucket, what's happening here?
2: Fonzie snaps his fingers and the bucket whizzes back up. That's not being cool. That's very cool. That is the powers of a god or at least a demigod. That's straight up telekinesis. There's no way that you can fudge that to be like, oh, he just like wiggled something. He actively made the winch go in reverse and pulled up the weight of this dog.
3: No, that is not magic. That is something that all truly pure, cool people can do. Oh, is that true? Yes. So tell me right
1: now, if, if, if former President Barack Obama had a dog fall in a well, he could just snap his fingers, and then it would just come right back up again.
3: Well, if he if he can't, that means he's not pure, cool. Oh. That's all I mean. that's so all it's, I'm It's saying. more
1: like a standard that you have to like pass.
3: Yes.
2: Okay. You have told us many, many times that you are the epitome of cool. So, if I took you to a well. Uh-huh. Oh, I know where this is going. And I took uh I took Merlin. Your Merlin. Uh-huh. And tossed him into the well. Uh-huh. You're telling me that you could snap your fingers and he would come back up?
0: Before I'm drowning i drowning. my bottom fingers of the well. and
3: the bucket would go would descend. I feel like Mr. Cool did the rest in that scenario. Uh,
2: No, no, no. The winch, the little, the crank turned and pulled the rope <laughs> up. It was animated that the winch turned itself.
1: Maybe this we is... should be keeping a running tally of how many powers the Fonz actually has that we can it's, pinpoint. It's because... all
3: the same power. He can snap and cool things happen.
2: That's not a cool thing Nobody goes to the well <laughs> and is like Oh man, I'm going to be super cool and get some water for the family It's That's cool, not cool to stay
3: hydrated, Chan It
2: is not It is not Oh no Cool people just walk, walk, walk In their leather jackets In the summer Until they just fall down no. A desiccated little raisin
3: no, because, no, cool people are always perfectly hydrated. Their skin is always very springy, and they see an appropriate amount.
1: I see a Twitter poll coming up. Are do are all cool people properly hydrated? Just plain yes or no. That is happening. We're putting it up. And we need an answer.
3: <laughs> Hashtag proper hydration is cool. <laughs> proper
1: hydration is Hashtag cool. Hashtag
3: de- dehydrated for life.
1: <laughs> With a number four.
3: Yeah.
1: And life might be spelled L Y F E just for S's and G's. Um, Okay. So uh, uh, they do some magic here and they turn Richie into Richie Cunningham from the Happy Days. They turn him into a hawk so he can track and find out where uh, Arthur is being
3: kept. Okay. First of all, Merlin does this by accident, he doesn't do it on purpose. Second of all, I appreciated this because this is canon. This is canon Merlin story. Can- oh, I no. thought it was canon Happy Day story. <laughs> no, it's totally. It's totally canon. This is something that Merlin did. He part of how he trained King Arthur to be king was when he was a boy. He turned him into various animals, and one That's of the
1: Disney movie.
3: One of which was a hawk. The Disney movie is historically accurate.
1: Oh, excuse me, I was wrong. <laughs> Uh, they meet the dragon again. And then, let me, yes.
2: Let me see if I can place it in the proper context for uh, Happy Days canon. Sunday, <laughs> Monday, Happy Days. Tuesday, Wednesday, Happy Days. Thursday, Friday, Happy Days. Saturdays, you're a bird tracking the night for you. <laughs> These days are ah. You are. These days are yours These days are ah. ah. Yo, you're a bird. You're tracking the night. <laughs>
1: Well, guys, that's our show for today. Uh, thank you.
2: Yeah, that's oh all I got. I have spent. G.I. Joe will return after these messages.
0: Fonzie's here, and he's a true. Bess is back in his arms. Wow. He's Thumbs up in the air. Fonzie's cool. Not a square. Fonzie. Fonzie's a Fonzie. It's
1: Fonzie from the Happy Days Collection with Thumbs Up Action. Fonzie, new from Mego.
0: Now, back to G.I. Joe.
3: See, so if, they you, were come proper, the... if yeah. you were properly hydrated, Chan. <laughs> you could have sang and kept podcasting. I mean...
2: The only person who has ever told me that I am cool is my partner who has to do that legally it's it's in the, it was in our vows that uh, uh, they, they had to tell me that I was cool. So
1: I was there. I remember it was it seemed really out of place when she just suddenly stops and she just goes, I just want everybody to know this guy's real cool. He's yeah. real cool. Yeah, it just yeah. it didn't match up anything else that was happening around it. And now the explanation comes out.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's really the only thing that's kept us together. I feel like because <laughs> I plan ahead. I'm a thinker.
1: Look, I'm going to need some help filling in the blanks here because I blacked out for half of this episode, but I have, they they meet the dragon. Uh, there's a landslide that gets caused and Mr. Cool pulls out marshmallows to uh, for the flame of the dragon.
3: Yeah, did because I, did, Fonzie... I, did I
1: have a, did I have a Gina level stroke during this no, episode? Okay. Yeah.
3: No, because he Mr. Cool freaks out and he's like, oh, God, oh, God, a dragon, a dragon. And Fonzie's right. like, uh, chill, be cool.
2: All of you okay. people back the F up. <laughs> like Onyx said. Pull your jets. Um, they, uh, 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 Richie is flying and he, you know, discovers the Dark Knight's, uh, lair. As they leave, of course, as they leave the city, the Dark Knight's like, ha 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 ha. He's laughing at them because he knows that, uh, King Arthur's stashed down underneath the city. Gotcha. Uh, they go, uh, Richie finds, uh, the camp. The, um, the soldiers there capture him with a net. Um, and then that's when uh the dark knight is like ha ha got you fools like he's followed them and he starts he starts a landslide so they get literally tracked between a rock and like a dragon place i guess i got you okay Uh, okay and that's when the dragon uh uh does that whole thing where he uh blows flames at them commercial break comes back Fawn's like i got an idea this whole marshmallow business happens well, okay,
1: because this kills me right here. Because the dragon is in front of like King Arthur and and Merlin or something, and then uh, a cupcake and the Fons say, "Oh, I have a plan." And then they teleport, so they trade places. So they're the ones standing in front of the dragon, who then breathes fire at them. And in order to avoid the fire, they they just duck out of the way. They just like lean down a little bit, and the fire misses them. Now I'm no pyro expert, but fire doesn't necessarily have to hit you in order to cause damage. Am I incorrect?
3: No, you uh, should you should test it out. I'm pretty sure. Okay, it's, hold on. It's I got accurate. I got a hairspray and a
2: lighter here because I was planning on this.
3: Okay, great. Uh, great.
2: Flames also don't explode holes through uh <laughs> volcano walls. So again that's probably something we should look into as well.
3: Again, have you tested it out?
2: I guys, it,
1: it turns out it hurts
2: a lot.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. Like like a lot. That checks out. Like a lot, a lot. I also uh, don't have eyebrows now.
3: Uh, oh, I, I think that this is all I think that this is all exactly what would happen if you met a dragon in an enclosed space and it breathed fire on you after toasting your marshmallows
1: I think that's fine uh, so they end up teleporting out because uh, cupcake I think takes care so they end up teleporting to Antarctica and they're hanging out with penguins in Antarctica where it's very cold yep.
3: I like the penguins.
1: Uh, I just have written down here, what exactly are these joust rules? We've already been over this earlier in the episode, but it's just, these seem really, really specific and strange. Like, this should never have been put into law. Uh, I blame the Senate for passing it. It seems like a terrible set of rules. Uh, Merlin just teleports them back, so that just turns out to be not really worth anything to teleport well, to Antarctica.
2: He tries. First time, he teleports penguins <laughs> uh, to they right next to him.
3: Uh, they, I uh, felt really bad for these penguins. That one penguin looks... So fucking shocked. <laughs> Wouldn't shouldn't it be? I mean, someone needs to get a screen grab of this horrified, shocked penguin because I'm
2: I'm not going back to this. <laughs> thing.
3: I will do it. Everyone will pity this penguin.
1: <laughs> uh, so here we go. So here we go into the meat of the episode, because this is where we were always going. The Fonz has decided he's going to joust in place of King Arthur, who didn't show up. Okay, so uh, the, he says, I'm going to do this. Uh, Fantastic. So, oh, geez. Okay, so while he's jousting, the rest of the gang is going to the dungeon in order to rescue King Arthur. That seems pretty straightforward, right? Yeah. Pretty solid plan. The The gang ends up getting stuck uh, in the prison because uh, there's a trap door. So they end up getting like trapped in the cell with King Arthur because that's just how it goes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then <laughs> Ralph mouth ends up like uh, as a bird and he ends up uh, uh, getting like the keys. So he Wait. ends up opening. Yes.
3: Ralph turns into a bird.
2: No. Oh, Ralph I'm sorry. Richie does. was the bird.
1: So Ralph mouth yeah. is the one who didn't fall down the trapdoor. So I don't know this. I, I, I sort of I wasn't really paying great attention at this point. I'd very <laughs> uh, much checked out.
2: Richie so I, turned back into a human. That's while okay. he uh-huh. was in the camp and he was in the cage and all that. And that's so. There so that go. happened.
1: So what happens is Ralph mouth gets the keys. Uh, uh, he unlocks the door, basically th- goes inside when the cell slams behind him. And then in excitement, when he wants to hug his friends, he throws the keys out of the cell. So Ugh. they all end up trapped in the cell together. It's a terrible sequence.
2: Yes, it is. Yes. Meanwhile, Fonz is st- going to stall by putting on... Our- they say it's five minutes Before oh uh, this five uh, minutes of
1: Dragon Ball Z time maybe
2: five yeah five five minutes before he has to forfeit uh so Fonz is like I'm going to help and then he gets into a suit of armor which is the thing that I believe takes somewhere in the order of like a half an hour if you know what you're doing yes three minutes elapsed because then they're like it's only two minutes and then he um like then he has to get on the horse. Yes. And so they have to find the pulley to get him on there, put him in the pulley and get him on the horse. And somehow this all takes less than two minutes. So he shows. Yeah,
1: up. And this is the part where I'm just like, why don't we just cast magic again? We've been teleporting people all through this episode. And
2: I, and I what the fuck is going on? I because don't know.
1: Never I don't know anymore. I've lo- just- this is where I completely lost my mind.
2: <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Like the things that they're doing, are so much less believable than wackadoo magic that i was like you that that was just a straight fail you you whatever you're trying to do is just not functioning
1: yeah so we end up okay so this is just it's just so goddamn weird so we end up having the joust between fonzie and the dark knight and the dark knight kind of like sort
2: of modern by having the uh the vizier or whoever that is like Drop a hanky as if he were oh, yeah. uh like the girl. The at the, yeah, yeah. It was it's weird.
1: And so uh Fonzi ends up like losing round one, but he's like, I'm gonna get
2: you in round two. Well he and doesn't fall do it. off. He gets he gets well, hit he and, gets and like beat. spun around on the saddle. Yeah. So like technically
1: yeah, he hasn't yeah. been he's on board. He's not out,
2: but he lost
1: the round, whatever they that means. We don't I, know the rules.
3: I feel like they, they can't show in a kid's cartoon someone getting hit by a light. Getting
1: impaled. So this is what's real, real weird is because and this is, again, Fonzie's magic, because I didn't see anything specifically magical happen. But like all of a sudden, the Dark Knight, when they go to joust each other, like they slips and he like loses his weapon. And it's it's very direct. It's like when Hermione cheated in Harry Potter and moved that goalie out of the way, which was one of the most upsetting things in all of Harry Potter. Uh, can I say right now, is the fact that she got away with that. That guy trained really hard to become the goalie of that Quidditch team, and her uh, sometimes-on-again, sometimes-off-again boyfriend wanted the position, so she used magic to cheat a better athlete out of that position, and that's exactly what Fonz uh, did here. Nice to see you all.
2: upholding the patriarchy, Ray.
1: Thank you. Also, well, uh, another also white that's dude not got how the position it happened tan. in the
3: books. That's not how it happened in the books. Well, the books aren't real.
2: Uh, the I mean, books are written by a turf. So what
1: are you talking about? The books have no author. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's the weird thing. Nobody knows who wrote Harry Potter. <laughs> it's lost I feel to like the it was maybe
3: Stephen King under a pseudonym.
1: <laughs> I think it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was. <laughs> this this all holds up.
2: Uh, um, yeah, yeah. funds snaps his fingers. Uh, the Black Knight's shield and lance get flung away without nothing touched. No nothing happened they just poof away nothing then the horse stops and it's he goes so bizarre it's yeah it's that's so bizarre that that's why like yeah uh uh it's it yeah he's a f- he's a fucking god and it's he's, so weird that uh like they take it to that place it's not even like you can sort of you know like hit something and like oh these things ma- sort of like kind of kind of magically happen but you know like sure there's a there's a world in which you know like uh All of all the little switches that aren't functioning on the jukebox like magically slip into place, but to have a fucking uh, I don't know three thousand pounds of horse and man and steel all of a sudden stop and go flying like what the f?
3: It's because he was so overcome with Fonzie's coolness. Okay,
1: okay, that that holds up. Um. I just like he's Doctor Manhattan. That's basically what I've come to conclude here. Yeah. He's the the Dark Knight's lucky he just didn't explode. That's 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 where I'm going with this. Are you saying because he has?
3: L- are you saying Fonzie has a blue penis?
1: Oh, he's got several. Oh, yeah. Doesn't you know? Anyway, moving forward. So then there's like a a, a fight that happens where uh, uh, the 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 thugs, the uh, Dark Knight's uh, evil minions, get turned into jukeboxes by Merlin who doesn't know what a jukebox is like this thing goes just sideways real fast. And uh, this is what I was just praying. It was over because I took roughly seven words of notes. After this point,
3: they have to squeeze a jukebox in every episode. Yeah. Well,
1: the dark Knight ends up fighting and he gets, uh, he fights himself onto a catapult, which they then launch into the air.
2: Yeah, and then he goes flying, not in a parabolic arc, but like like he was flapping his wings and going up and down. Because
1: he like goes out through like a window, and then he goes straight for a while, and then the roof is you know, and then he gets out from under the roof, and then he goes like straight up into the air. It's weird. Yeah, it's real weird. That's I look. I'm no medieval expert. That is not how catapults work. That's not even how trebuchets work.
2: (sighs) And then. We go back to the friggin' time machine, and Merlin's like, I'll change this thing back, and he turns it into an elephant. Then he turns it into a, a ship. Then he turns it into a tank. He turns it into a hot air balloon. He turns it into a rocket, and they're like, ah, we got all the time in the world. Well, this is I where would've... I was
1: confused, like, because they never actually fixed the time machine. Nope. That's why I, I assumed it was the last episode.
3: I would have been yeah. into this when I was little. I would have been into being like, oh, crap, now it's an elephant and like seeing what it was i do though like the idea that in the next episode they will have aged 10 years because (laughs) that's how long it took merlin to figure out how to turn this back
1: oh i love it we come back and they're all like 65
3: (laughs) it turns out we didn't have all the time in the world
1: (laughs) but my children took the time machine over when they were very old yeah, With you know, what? Children.
2: the thing I find most disturbing about this entire thing is that I'm pretty sure I would have been into it as a kid.
3: Yes. i me
2: so you. mad.
3: I'm sa- I'm telling you, you need you need more childlike glee in your life, Chan.
2: I have more than a fucking childhood glee <laughs> in my life <laughs> because I have a 2-year-old that laughs when he kicks me in the balls. <laughs>
3: He thinks it's the most hilarious. I don't think you know what thing. childlike glee is, Chen. Who
1: I don't think be you've been fair, kicked in the balls all, enough. We all laugh when we kick you in the balls. What are we talking about right now? Yeah,
2: like I said, too much childhood glee around here.
1: <laughs> that is true, though. That's the thing about having a two-year-old that I can also vouch for is that when they kick your ass and cause you actual physical pain, it is the most goddamn hilarious thing on the planet to them. Yeah, the monster who tells me to go to bed. I just kicked him in the balls.
2: Kids are sociopaths.
1: <laughs> Oof. It's fun times. And that's our show, everybody. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Guys, I feel like we really connected over this show. I really feel like this show, uh, this show hurt. This show hurt a lot. I was really, given the medieval theme and the time travel and those space and the wizards and all that stuff, I really felt like I was going to have more to enjoy in this episode and i found myself checking out at about the 20 minute mark
3: (laughs) i didn't hate it
2: i despise it
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm probably in the middle between you two but that is a wide rift (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh okay guys well uh guys everything you want to plug before we go ahead and get out of here today uh uh Chan your your toddler uh, self defense course uh, that you've been uh, teaching you want there's, to talk about that
2: there's no defense i have studied all of the martial arts across <laughs> the world i've traveled to the himalayas and spoken to yogis and swamis i have i have talked to the in, military industrial complex and worked on various forms of body armor protective gear i've i've tried to construct myself a shark cage uh to keep the child out nothing works nothing works they zero in on your nutsack like a goddamn heat sinking missile and they don't miss it's like the it's like don't. the terminator it's like james cameron's the terminator and he's a tiny little <laughs> arnold schwarzenegger that's like you block him he's like I'll be back and you're like what the fuck's going on two hours later you're trying to eat some pasta. And he's like, Hwag! and
3: uh, I feel like no... this is your fault for ever showing pain in the first place. When he kicked you in the balls the very first time, man, I've been going to
2: my therapist <laughs> to try and show fucking pain. Cause I get it. I'm emotionally stunted. I need to become more of a whole person. So I'm just starting to work on myself and then this little sub bitch comes along and says, "Nope, undo all that work. Go back <laughs> to therapy, old man." This no, ain't see, my, anytime soon. My problem is, is
1: since I've been, you know, had professional wrestling training, every single time she kind of hits me or runs into me at all, Uh-oh. I generally do two flips in the air backwards and land against the wall. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like we it becomes an entire theatric stunt show and she loves it. <laughs> she, lo- in fact she it. does it too now by the way like she has a new game well she'll run at me and then run oh. into me and then she'll bounce off of me and then like take two steps backwards and like fall down and just start laughing
2: okay that is adorable and i very much want to see that it's kind of great yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> so i'm teaching her all about um you know when she signs up for wrestling school uh, which i know is going to happen someday uh i'm just going to be i'm going to be i'm going to be very proud very proud of her.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, teach her to fucking murder other children.
1: Okay, thank you, Gina. Thank you for that. Um
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Lord. Anything you guys want to plug before we uh we jump out of here today? Yeah. Nope. Chan, you have another podcast. Gina, you're working on a TV show on the
3: network. Don't no want to talk about any of this stuff? Look, if anyone listening to this has a Nielsen box. Then please start watching reruns of the unicorn this week. Okay, there it is, folks. (laughs)
1: Watch reruns of the unicorn, partially in some cases written by Gene Ippolito. Yep. Is that fair? Is that a fair statement? (laughs) Yes. God damn it. Chad, any any last chances here? This is your
2: you know, this is your chance. No, no. If you uh If you want to Venmo me or something to say thanks for the other podcast, like, go ahead.
1: Uh, Can they Venmo you
2: $1?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry. We shouldn't be talking about that on air. (laughs) My bad. My bad.
3: Well, what if they're really trying to get your attention, Jan?
1: (laughs) I think that would do Uh, it.
2: I'll just just forward them on to your writing partner.
1: (laughs) There you go. There you go. Okay, that's enough inside baseball for one episode, <laughs> guys. You can hit us up at all the places you can go to: Facebook.com/slash Knowing is Half the Podcast. You can join the official Knowing is Half the Facebook group. There's a lot of uh, people posting. We get a couple of posts a day uh, with cool, like, uh, uh, kind of geek news re- revolving around cartoons and Transformers and GI Joe. And there have been some, honestly, some excellent stuff posted about toys and whatnot, and I've been, I've been looking at all of it. I think it's absolutely fantastic, so thanks, everybody, for being involved in that. You can also hit us up on Patreon, patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast, and you can get our whole range of hundreds, literally, what, like 400-some-odd episodes of this show? Oh. There's yep. a lot of content in there, everybody. <laughs> so if you want all of the the stuff that we took out of the main feed, all of the non-GI Joe stuff, like, for example, talking about the Fons. Uh, we, You know, we have multiple episodes talking about Rubik the Amazing Cube. We have Hulk Hogan's Rocket Wrestling. We have the cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue drug special that we did. Guys, there's a lot of really good stuff in there. And for $5 a month, you can be, have access to our entire vault and any other bonus shows. I believe Defenders of the Earth went in there as a bonus show. And um, we're going to try to do more bonus shows as we uh, have the time. And uh, Gina is able to do it. <laughs> she's very busy, folks. I'm happy she's here I'm, today, to be quite I'm honest. a with very
3: you. popular individual.
1: There it is. Thank you very much. Um, actually, my favorite thing is, Gina, you appeared on a, a Godzilla podcast last year.
3: I did.
1: And my favorite thing about the fact that you appeared on it with uh, with uh, one of your a couple few of a couple of your very good friends uh, personally and in comedy, but what I really appreciated about you appearing on that show is that they spelled your name wrong in the name of the show. What did they? I happened to come across that, and I looked at it, and I'm like, "That's not how you spell Ippolito, even <laughs> a little bit."
3: Oh, I thought that's you guys hilarious. knew each other. What's happening? I've known them for years.
1: It's like Godzilla versus Project Zero or something. I forgot. Godzilla
3: versus Podcast Zero, yeah.
1: Podcast Zero, that's the one. So you can go back to I think like last fall and look for the Gina Ippolito episode of that. That's what I'm gonna plug.
3: I actually and did look the for cartoon. Her name spelled wrong. Like they they cover all sorts of Godzilla movies, and I got Bad. to do the cartoon because well, doesn't that make a lot of sense? Yeah.
1: I like it. Uh so anyway, guys, go check that out. Because it made me laugh uproariously when I noticed it, like either late last night or early this morning. Uh, <laughs> uh, we talk about patrons, let's talk about Twitter for a moment. We have uh, at GI Joe Podcast and at Pres Serpentor with a Z. Uh, check that one out. In the alternate twenty sixteen, Pre- uh, Serpentor, the Cobra Emperor, became president of the United States, and he's um he's having a lot of trouble with the face masks. Uh, he's having a lot of trouble with the Supreme Court right now. They're uh-huh. just not they're not letting him get away with illegal stuff, and it really he doesn't think they like it when he does illegal things. Who knew?
3: Yeah, I I also would imagine that he wouldn't like the face mask because he's got a face mask on that covers pretty much everything except for his mouth, eyes, and nose.
1: His actual face, yeah. Yeah. So
3: so if if he was then all of a sudden forced to do that when he's gotten used to having it over his scalp and ears, I can understand yeah. how that would be a difficult adjustment.
1: He may as well be Cobra Commander at that point. Yeah. Who would have no problem adjusting to face mask? That's rules. true. Just saying. So uh, check that out. You can also check us out individually. Uh, I am on Twitter at Almighty Ray. At
2: 999
1: RPMs.
3: I'm at Gina Ippy.
1: And uh, you can check us out next week. We're going to do another episode of G.I. Joe. And it's going to be just delightful. I'm Chan. You're fired up, right? More Deke.
0: <laughs> Good night, oh, look, everybody. Some- <laughs> oh. <laughs> mm. doobie, doobie, bah, bah, bah. Oh, no and they're like traveling through time. My, my! They do not dig where that machine is going, but they sure hope to get back to 1957 Milwaukee. Can you dig it? Yeah!